0: Score at the end of two periods here from Guterson Fieldhouse is Vermont two, Merrimack nothing. I'm Mike Magnick with John Leahy. The second intermission is brought to you by the Merrimack Graduate School and Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit Merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Well, it's been a while since we've talked with Mike McMahon from the TheMacReport.com, but uh, he's back off the DL and he's with us now. How are you feeling, Mike? Much better now. Yeah. A
1: couple of weeks ago, I wasn't sure,
0: but no, much better now. Thank you. All right, through two periods of play here, uh, 2 to nothing, Vermont lead. Uh, might we look back? You know, I know still 20 minutes to play, and the way this team has played later, you don't count them out being down two goals even on the road. But uh, early in the game, seemed like they came out strong, didn't get a goal for it. Uh, Stefanos Lekos has played play terrific. I can't think of a rebound he's given up. And, uh, you know, they've had opportunities. They just haven't
1: been able to beat Lekos. I thought the first ten minutes was really good, yeah. And, and then, you know, UVM sort of got the momentum going their way a little bit after that power play and the power play goal by Colton Uh, and then I would say they had the better chance in the second half of the second period uh, of the first period. Second period a little disjointed there with the Major uh, and some other power play time But, but you know for the most part I think they've done a pretty good job of of at least generating generating an even number of chances, although I think UVM has had the better of the quality. Now you go into the third of I mean, yeah, you're down two goals, but you're going to minute 43 of five on three. It's a pretty big minute 43 to start the third period. Yeah,
0: this is obviously a pretty big juncture, and uh, kind of hard to believe uh, that you know some of the Vermont players arguing that call. Actually, I think they may have argued both the calls, given uh, what's happened earlier in the game. You had the hit on Larson behind the net. There was nothing at all there. Sini got tripped at one point coming out of the zone. There was nothing, and uh, you know Merrimack bench seemed a little unhappy going with those and also uh, you know the, the, the major call in the blank could have gone either way I suppose you know and in those situations you know it, Sometimes you are going to end up getting the major called against you, but I think they had to feel at that point, as though no point, everything was going against us tonight.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, I haven't complained much about officiating all year uh, until Saturday. You know, I, thought, I thought Saturday's game against Maine and Fed Lawler was really bad. Uh, this one I, I put right up there. You know, I, I don't think I was down in the corner taking photos in the second period and, at full speed without the benefit of a replay. You know, I, I thought the call on blank was probably the right one, uh, but like you said, they missed the call on Larson in the first period where he gets hit. Right in the numbers. I mean, there was, I, I, I had the replay on my laptop for that one. There's no question about it. He was in square in the numbers. Uh, and then I thought the play down uh, late in the second, uh, where Larson was hit again, almost in the same spot, uh, again, I was standing right in front of that one because I'm in the corner there. Abramson just sandwiched Larson's head uh, between his elbow and the glass. I mean, that's it, it, pretty clear gut contact to the head elbowing, if you ask me. Uh, and then, you know, they, they even it up there. I, I almost think that that's sort of what the call was uh, made to, even, uh, to put them of power like play. 20 seconds later, or whatever it was. Uh, so yeah, not a not a very good weekend again. You know, I was actually about 10 minutes in to the, to the first period. I was going to make a comment that hey, you know what, they're doing a pretty good job of letting these guys play and letting some stuff go because it was a pretty physical opening 10 minutes. And then uh, I, I don't know how. You know, some, the thing that sums it up perfectly to me is you let go Larson get hit the numbers behind the net in the first period, and a minute and a half later, you call Ryan Cook on a really iffy tripping call in the neutral zone and the the same thing sort of happened last week where, uh, I forget who it was, somebody got crunched on Merrimack by a main player, there was no call, and then Chris LeBlanc gets called on a, on a little ticky-tack cross-check off the draw. It's like, it's when you start comparing calls like that where just something doesn't add up. We're talking
0: with Mike McMahon from MacReport.com. Vermont leads 2 to nothing. both goals on the power play here. Uh, maybe one... Cause for concern. Uh, the Gustafson line, which I think had a, a good opening, you know, 10 minutes of the game, as you mentioned, has been pretty quiet since and they have not been able to get anything going. What are you seeing out there?
1: You know, it's funny. I, I was thinking in the second period and, and it's their line along with most of their lines. They're doing a good job getting bodies to the net. Uh, you, you notice guys cutting to the crease as they're, you know, as they're getting in. If it's a three on two or even, you know, with even numbers, they're doing a good job with someone, either the, the, the weak side wing or the center, getting to the net. Uh, but then they're having trouble getting there, and I think UVM's done a really good job either getting sticks in passing lanes or getting, getting feet or you know legs in passing lanes and they're breaking up a lot of pucks, so they're doing a good job getting bodies there, I mean I can think of a couple of shifts there with what the fourth line had in the second period where Irvine really cut to the net hard, got himself in perfect position, they just couldn't get the puck to him, so uh, I think UVM's done a really good job of just sort of preventing Merrimack from making those centering passes getting pucks to the bodies that they do have in front of net
0: Alright, so let's talk about the uh, playoff situation right now, obviously this score not going the way they would want but uh, uh, some of the other games actually are going their way. Northeastern is losing at Maine by the score of two to one. UConn is winning at New Hampshire by the score of three to one. Uh, they've got two to one online. I saw three to one at one point. Uh, so if, you lo- if they lose tonight, they certainly can't clinch home ice. If
1: they're able to get at least a tie, then there's a possibility, depending on what else happens. Uh yeah, and I don't remember what it is in front of me off the top of my head. I think that. Uh I think if they come back and tie this game, and New Hampshire loses, that's what I've got two, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And and it wouldn't matter. It would not
0: matter what would happen in the uh, Northeastern game because then both Northeastern and UConn could not catch
1: them. Exactly. Yeah. No. I know with every situation or scenario with Northeastern involves both of their games. Uh, the situation, the scenarios involving UNH involve potentially just tonight, depending on how Merrimack does. So, yeah. I mean, this is a big period. Clearly, uh, you know, if they can come back and get at least a point in this game, and UConn hangs on there and wins. You can win tomorrow night with, with a, lot, a lot less pressure on your shoulders knowing you already got a home ice spot wrapped up.
0: Do you think for this team, given the fact that, uh, and it's ironic because we were talking uh, about a, a, a little over a month ago, how they just had not had any success on the road in Hockey East, not only this year, but over the last few years. And then before this game now, if I'm right, they've gone four straight now without a loss on the road in Hockey East. I think it's three wins and one tie with one uh, wins over BU, BC, and UMass in the tie again against UConn, so then the question becomes, how important is it for this team to get home ice? Is it that important then this year for them to do that?
1: I think it is, and it's probably more dependent upon the matchup. You know, As, as much as I think UNH and Merrimack are different teams than they were when they met in October and November, the game at, at Whittemore Center is a much different game than what it is at Lawler. So I think if you match up with a team like UNH, home ice is big. Uh, and clearly, you know, we saw Merrimack struggle up there earlier this year. I think the teams are in different spots now. You know the teams are playing differently, but certainly uh, you want to get them. I think UNH has always sort of struggled at Lawler for for a a, a number of years now. Uh, With other teams, I don't think it's as important. You know, home ice between Merrimack and UConn. Clearly, I mean, you want to be at home no matter what, but I don't think it's as much of a difference if you go to UConn. I don't think it's as much of a difference if you go to, you know, like even a Northeastern or a Maine because they play similar styles. Uh, I, I know they can't
0: go to Maine. They could go exactly. to Maine. I'm not even sure if they could end up going to Northeastern, but at any rate. Yeah, at
1: any rate, I just, UNH is the big one. If you're going to end yeah. up playing UNH. It seems like you're going to be on the road, it's going to be at either UNH or UConn. Yeah, and I think the I think the home ice swing is bigger with UNH than it is with UConn.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, we're talking with Mike McMahon here. Uh you heard anything about, by the way, if uh, so, if UConn were to get home ice, I believe that there's some something that would make it difficult, if not impossible, for them to host at least at the Excel Center uh, in the first round
1: next week. Yeah, it, there is. I'm not quite sure exactly what it is. I don't know if the Wolfpack are home or what the scenario is, but uh, I don't think they would be able to host at the Excel Center. It might be might be a uh, conference basketball tournament. No, it could be. Yeah, don't give me that too. Uh, but I know there was there was an issue with they're not allowed to host on campus. That was something. That Except for when they join, so they would have to find another place to play. And I don't know. I mean, I know at one point in the middle of the year they were talking, hey, you know, if U- you, uh, UConn gets home ice, they might still be on the road because then they might not have any other options. Uh, but you know, I, I don't know if Bridgeport is available. They could play there. Uh, and you you got the issue. Go, you got the issue there with an the American Hockey League team too. There is. Yeah, I don't know what the schedule is for that building, but uh, you know, you can even start to look around a little bit. Do they play? You know, I don't know what the other what the other leagues look like. The ECAC could they Play at Quinnipiac Fiacre, they play at Yale. Uh, you know, there, there's some other options there, but uh, I don't think they'd be able to host at the Excel Center, and I don't think they're allowed to host at home. Uh, I- I, to be quite honest with you, and I know for sure, I think there's a better chance, of, if, even if UConn is the higher seed, I think there's a better chance they play at Walla than they play uh, at Freitas on UConn's campus, because I, I don't think the league wants to do it. Well, interesting.
0: We'll see. Hopefully it won't come to that, but it'll depend on what happens in the next 20 minutes as well as uh, possibly tomorrow night. Thanks as always, Mike. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you again uh, tomorrow night. We'll talk about what, what, how things stand at that point. Sounds good. We'll see you then. All right, Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com has been our guest here. Also, the Eagle Tribune and College Hockey News. The score, from Vermont- two. Merrimack nothing. We're back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.